Welcome to episode 55 of the Female Health Show. My name is Raquel and I'm your show host. Today I'm explaining three reasons why you're not seeing changes in your body composition. Before we begin, if you haven't already subscribed to the show for regular updates and regular notifications when I do put out a new episode, please sub to the show. And a big, huge favor you can do for me is actually give the show a five-star rating. The best thing about Spotify is you actually don't need to review anything or write anything. You just need to put a star. So please give the show a five-star review if you're loving it. And a regular listener, it would definitely help boost my show up and reach more female listeners who are just like you and you know interested in all things female health. You know, female health doesn't just encompass food and training it also encompasses mental health and it's something that i definitely bang on about on this show so i also think the savvier us females are the better we become as a whole especially with confidence levels in the gym and you know i'm seeing so many women in the gym these days who are just bossing out with training and i fucking love it excuse the expletive but i absolutely love seeing it it motivates me it makes me feel like i'm also impacting in this space and that's exactly what i want to do you know with my future goals is have a much bigger impact with women in the female health and training space so you know it's important it is definitely important that you put a five-star review on this show Anyway, I also want us females to not be so manipulated and easily swayed by TikTok trends and social media things and latest fad diets. I want us women to be strong physically and also be able to put boundaries on these kind of social media outlets that just push a whole lot of fit inspo type of stuff that is just not um, genuine or sustainable either so yeah give the show a five-star rating share this on your instagram stories tag the female health show and if you feel like giving raquel fit pt a personal tag as well please do i always love to share what you guys are loving and enjoying and yeah it just it's an awesome vibe so let's jump into it three reasons why you're not seeing changes with your body composition firstly you aren't tracking specifics what we don't track we cannot measure And you do need to track a few things because it helps reduce decision fatigue when things aren't going how you want them to or you're unsure and you start to doubt what you're doing. What would I recommend measuring? Food, definitely want to measure your nutrition, scale weight, body measurements, and in the same bracket, you know, how your clothes are fitting. You want to take progress pictures as well. This is a great undervalued tool it is horrible i have been taking videos these days and taking photos from the videos or just doing a a video it's actually horrible sometimes but at the same time it's really important because it's going to allow me to see these changes over time and weights lifted in the gym so what you're lifting now in terms of nutrition you must be somewhat tracking your protein fats and carbs whether you track portion sizes or you are taking it to that advanced level and getting really specific with your calories and macros you must have some sort of way to track it consistently and whatever whatever works for you is fine everyone's a little different You don't have to track calories and you don't have to just focus on portion control. You know, maybe you want to start with some calories and macros and get some portion control ideas out of that and then just move to the portion size. My advice for those of you who are portion controlling rather than being very specific with macros and calories is to eat the same thing day in and day out. It will be much easier to portion control. Notice your hunger levels, your energy levels, and also training intensity with this amount of food. But it is also going to be far easier for you to not have to go to the supermarket and change a recipe every single week you know what you need to buy so it's saving you money because you're not having to pick out things all the time that's going to change your you know expenses 
It's the same thing. It reduces decision fatigue. You know exactly what you need to eat. Yes, it might be boring, but it's going to make you know you evaluating what your is what you're doing working and this is exactly what a coach would do for you so you know if you change your food every day and every meal you're not going to be able to have the same amount of efficiency and control when it comes to tracking this it leaves way too much to be interpreted and just overthinking it what i see in practice with clients is exactly this those who are at that beginner level um, just being unstructured is actually really unhelpful whereas tracking macros and calories are definite you really can't go wrong. It just may be a little bit of a mental stressor. And this is where you need to be able to make that decision a lot quicker because you need to be able to know who you are with these kind of things. So tracking macros and calories are really useful because you can understand portion control a lot quicker. And whilst I don't really recommend macros and calories as a starting point for everyone, I certainly think it's an invaluable tool when it comes to teaching you how much you can have on your plate that will fit your needs for this current goal. I don't think calories and macros are the be all and end all. I also don't think they're sustainable long term. However, I do think that they allow you to learn and they teach you very quickly what 100 grams of protein of, you know, chicken breast or 150 grams of beef mince or I feel it or fish, what that looks like, what 20 grams of fat could be, what 200 grams of carbs might be. You know, sometimes worst case scenario, you want to eat chocolate and pasta every night. You want to have um, a bag of chips. You want like if you want to have those things, it kind of allows you to fit it in. Um, I hate saying that because, you know, we don't really want to be fitting in junk food. Uh, but worst case scenario, you're on the road. You need to go stop at McDonald's and get a grilled chicken patty. and Or you want to get a burger instead of just a grilled chicken patty. You want to go all out and you want to get some chips. You can probably add it in uh, and make you feel less like, Oh, I'm not on plan. Oh, I did a really bad job. Um, I'm, you know, I'm going to ruin my goals. I'm going to ruin my progress. So I feel like it's actually a, it can add to good mental health (laughs) and good food relationships in a way. Okay. In a way I must, must emphasize that. So it's also quite fun when you get the hang of it. Um, not something I would have said seven or eight years ago. It was actually a big mental stress for me. I've come a long way in this time. And I feel like if you're ready to try again, well, you kind of need to try again. It's not if you're ready, you do need to try again with certain things in life, because if you don't try again, you don't learn and sometimes when you're so afraid of doing something again or having the same experience of something it can hold you back from getting ahead so if you're counting calories and macros keep going be consistent with this and if you aren't tracking you need to do something that is the same every day for you to make it a bit more measurable like i said at the beginning what you don't track you cannot measure the other thing you want to track is the weights that you're lifting in the gym. Like I said, to arm point three, what you're lifting is important to track because it gives you a clear indicator of intensity. You know, are you bicep killing five kilos this week? And does it feel really easy? Are you feeling bored or, you know, are you trying to lift the five kilos and it's feeling hard and you're struggling to get those 10 to 12, maybe 15 reps. And then maybe next week you lift seven kilos and you're able to do 12 reps, but it doesn't feel so bad as it did the previous week with the five kilos. Like that's an improvement. That's huge. Um, you know, so when it comes to body composition, you need to be sweating. You want to be feeling the burn as well in those muscles you're working, but you need to be measuring and tracking that, um, weight that you're using. And it also makes it easier for yourself to win in the gym by tracking your weight. So you can make decisions quicker and better each time you go to the gym to train instead of wasting time trying to remember what you did last week, how many reps you made, um, or worse, just lifting for the sake of it with no intention, no purpose. There's weeks to go light 
Um, especially when we're hormonal, when we're moody, when we're not feeling the best. I understand that, believe me. Um, but there's also weeks where a majority of us can probably handle a little bit more than we set for ourselves. Now, secondly, point two of this conversation today, you are changing your workouts too often. If you are changing your workouts too often, you don't get to use progressive overload. You don't get to push harder each week on the things you did last week and actually know you are getting better and lifting more, which is a flow on um, from the last point that I was talking about. If you flood your workouts with 10 exercises because you think more is better, this is not true. This is an obsolete, archaic. Which one? Which one is it, Raquel? I need to Google it. One second, everyone. (laughs) Oh, I found it. It is an archaic way of thinking, which means very old or old fashioned. Okay. You can see great success with four to five exercises per workout. Not only is it time efficient for most time poor people, but it means you can push hard on these four to five exercises over a four, six or eight week training block and see much better, more significant results with this. More exercises don't mean you're, you're, you're working harder. You're working more muscle. It might mean you're training longer, sure. But when it comes to growing muscles and body fat reduction, getting stronger is a great stepping stone to this. Um, and also doing the basics well is far more important than having to shove your workout with 10 exercises to get a burn, to get a really hard sweat, to make it a bit more cardio based. Um, If you want to get real technical and take it to the bikini athlete bodybuilding side of things, yes, you know, you do actually need to consider training volume, which is how many sets of work you are doing to elicit more energy output as you dial into the finish line. But that's another topic for another day. The second point is to highlight that the basic exercises win every day, which is what I just said. If you can build upon the basic squat, deadlift, RDLs, bench pressing, shoulder pressing, bicep curling, lunging, hip thrust, push-ups, dips, chin-ups. These are the basics and they won't lead you astray. The problem is people get bored with these. I bet you're listening to me and you're going, I do all of those. I do all of those. Why am I seeing changes? Well, people get bored or you're not tracking them and you're not actually getting stronger. You're not actually being able to do more reps of those, you know, 40 kilo squats. You can't do more because you're not tracking it. You're just staying safe and playing it low with the 60, the, sorry, the 40 kilos and just staying with that for the next, you know, eight weeks, you need to add more weight. You need to be trying to get stronger and trying to get better with that. And, you know, getting more range of motion as well. Anyway, tangent, like I said, (laughs) and because boredom sends your motivation to an all time zero, especially in minus one degree weather in Melbourne, it's not fun. It's repetitive and it's boring, but it works. And that's the magic. If you can add a kilo, two or five to these lifts, as you become more advanced week to week, sometimes maybe every second or third week, depends on how you're feeling and how you're going, um, then you're winning. You know, it's not complicated. Keep it simple, stupid. Kiss, it's a kiss principle. Also, you don't have to chase the heaviest weight every single session, especially when you feel hormonal. It's super important to know yourself on these kind of days, even when you're not hormonal, even if you're just feeling emotionally overwhelmed and done, it doesn't mean you have to do the heaviest thing. Sometimes it just means getting in and being consistent. And that's probably... A bonus point, which I haven't really spoken about today, being consistent is probably one of like the main reason why people don't see good body composition changes and, and long lasting and sustainable changes is because they're not consistent. You can't expect results overnight. That is the huge green flag that I want to send everyone, the positive energy I want to send everyone. You cannot expect changes overnight you need to be doing something consistently over time to see results and success it's exactly like a business it's exactly like a relationship 
success comes over time by doing small actions over time and improving upon things, making errors, making mistakes and getting better and overcoming them. Anyway, so progressive overload, you need to be able to apply it. You need to be able to know how to do it. If if all you learn off this podcast today is get out a notepad and pen, write your exercise, write week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, week six, week seven, week eight or something like this. And then you write every single weight that you do every single week of that exercise and you keep track of it. That's literally progressive overload. Are you increasing the weights? Um, Keep it simple. Keep it super simple. Now, my final point of today's podcast is give yourself time to see progress, which was kind of that consistency factor as well. I get some pink flag clients and I call them pink flags because they're not completely green and they know everything and they're aware of everything and understand that the media manipulates stuff, us and social media has a really big sway in, you know, our choices and actions sometimes. And they're not completely red because they actually want to make changes and they're not like ignoring that they have to work on things. But they're pink because sometimes they get in their heads. And I think we all have little pink flags of our own. Now, these pink flag clients sometimes come in and they start stressing that they've only lost a kilo in a week or that they don't feel different. They don't look different in a week. This is a bit of a a problem because firstly, healthy weight loss is gradual. You know, it's that approximately that 500 grams to a kilo a week. Um, And feeling is actually not an accurate measurement. It's subjective. And this, again, is open to interpretation and your mindless chatter and worries. If you expect to see results right away, you need to sit down and listen to me. Example one. You gained 20 kilos over 10 years. It's going to take you at least two to five years to change, not just in progress photos, but also in habits. You have 10 years of you to work on. Now, when I work with a client, I'm not just working on weight loss. I'm working on really breaking these walls and these structures they have in their head about themselves and these habits. And it's like 10 years of work to do and undo. Um, or relearn maybe would be a better way to say that. Now, example two, if you gain five kilos in a few months, you can pos- probably lose that in a couple of weeks easily just by being consistent. You know, a few months of stuff, you know, doesn't really affect us too much. You might've been, you know, you had a, a stressful situation that you gained five kilos, like, you know, maybe the short term when the original lockdown happened, you know, when everyone was happy about it, and then all of a sudden we were longer in Melbourne. Anyway, I don't want to bring up lockdown. Let's not do that. Let's not, let's not do that. Um, so you can probably lose a couple of kilos easily um, if you gained it in a couple months or in a year. That's probably going to be an easy uh, weight loss um, journey. Example three you've been overweight to obese since you were young, it's going to be problematic. It's going to be the same as example one, um, if not a lot harder. You need to give yourself time to adjust in habits and the body to start changing. You need to not expect things overnight. You need to be working with professionals, um, coaches and psychologists potentially. There's a lot more work to this example because it's been something since you were little. It's not just something that happened. Um, And perhaps you know, this is going to have to break down a lot of more walls that you do have around families and, you know, your friendships. It's going to change a bit. But I think, you know, with the evolution of humanity and your friendships and and values over time, you do change anyway. So I think change is good. Um, It's not impossible, but you need to be able to learn how to not fall back into those bad habits. So we also need to consider fat cells with example three, especially, you know, or actually Example one and three, the 20 kilos over 10 years and being overweight and obese since you were young, you need to consider these fat cells and if you yo-yo diet. Now, 
This is why I hate, 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 hate fast weight loss diet challenges. So let me give you a bit of science. Your fat cells grow. Now, when you blow a balloon up too much, it explodes. The fat cell in this case grows to a certain size. It doesn't explode. It actually just duplicates. Now, when you gain 20 kilos, you had, let's say, 100 fat cells. Now you have just gained 20 kilos. You now have 300 fat cells. You may lose those 20 kilos, but guess what? You still have 300 fat cells. They just shrunk. And this is where the conversation of liposuction or actually having skin surgically removed becomes a topic of conversation. Every time you yo-yo diet, you lose 10 kilos, you gain 10 kilos. You lose 15 kilos, you gain 15 kilos. You are having the fat cells, duplicating fat cells, still having the same amount of fat cells from when you gained, and then going through that process again of shrinking them, increasing them, duplicating them, shrinking them, um, increasing them when, when you binge eat or, you know, when you gain the weight again, it's just a cycle. It's just a cycle of crap. (sighs) This is really important to understand because the expectations that clients have of weight loss in, you know, let's do a 12 week challenge. I'm going to change for the challenge. And then when it's done, what, what happens next? Maybe it shouldn't be what's next. Maybe it should be asking yourself, are you actually ready to move on to the next thing? Do you actually need to move on to the next thing yet? You probably don't. You actually probably don't in all, in all, in all honesty, this society is obsessed with moving on to the next thing, the next coach, the next program, the next, the next, the next, the next, the next, the majority of people would do really well with maintenance and just getting their routine sorted with a coach. And I know if you're listening to my podcast, you know this. I know if you're listening to my podcast, you actually connect with this really, really well. Um, You just want to build a better routine. You want to stay with a coach who values you, who looks after you, who keeps you accountable, who cares about you, who wants to learn about you, how to make it sustainable for you. And as time goes on, you become more knowledgeable in the gym space. You become more confident. You become a little bit more free and less tied to what the world is doing with nutrition and and what the world is doing with their routine. Like you just become a little bit more cutthroat and like, no, this is what I like to do. And this is what I want to do. And I, and I know how to train. I know how to walk into any gym and I can do whatever I want and I'm comfortable. You know, your expectations will either fuel your fire to push harder or burn you. And for most of us, it's the latter. You know, how many times have you been in a situation where you expected something to go a certain way and it didn't happen? How, How disappointed did you get? It's defeating. And instead of learning from this, we actually continue to do this. Sometimes people expect things to happen a certain way. All these thoughts just create a lot of pressure. And then you crumble or it doesn't go as planned and you quit. You want to give up. You want it to be different. And honestly, most people just revert back to old habits and have that downhill self-talk. It didn't work. I'm hopeless. I've tried everything. Instead of quitting, what if you just keep going and trusted the process? It's back to that consistency factor. What if you stopped having the goal to lose 10 kilos by a wedding date and all this pressure to fit into that dress and just started today. You just started something healthy. And then when a special event comes along, you know what the best part is? You already are doing something productive. You don't have to start anything. You're already doing it. Now we just need a new plan or a coach to do some research and try something if the goal is to shape up a little bit. Or or maybe even better, like I said before, you're already working with a coach and you're already ahead. If you start today, you actually avoid all the summer bodies, spring season, eight week challenge, bikini body ready propaganda, and you just live normally. 
without this external seasonal pressure to be a certain way, to look a certain way, to have certain things. You know, what holds you back in progressing in the gym? Your mindset, most likely. Not getting advice, waiting too long to get a coach, not wanting to spend money on a coach, thinking people are judging you, being scared to try something new. It's all very mental, I think, when it comes to progress, you know, really. Um, All this self-talk stuff that we do, we really just sit in our thoughts instead of just feeling, what does our body need? What does my body need today? Probably needs to move. Probably needs to look outside instead of at your desk, which you've been sitting at probably for the last eight hours or driving mindlessly and road raging. Like, just take a breath. You know, even I could use a breath. So what do you think? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode today. I feel like I really gave a lot in this episode and put out a lot of good information today. Send me your thoughts via DM or Instagram at the Female Health Show. Always welcome in my DMs, ladies and gents. Um, Also, I have a job alert. I'm looking for another coach to add to the team. Um, So if you know any awesome women out there who are looking for a job in the female coaching industry, I want to hear from you. I'm looking for a face-to-face coach. Skills and previous experience is not essential. Just being a good person with a genuine love for training and health is necessary. Um, There will be mentoring um, part of this. Um, If any coaches listening to this episode and you know, you are interested in some mentoring or once of advice, I do offer some mentoring via Google me and these are run by you. Um, you know, what do you need help with in your business? And we essentially kind of mastermind your problems and what the next best step for you would be. These are really fun for me. I actually really enjoy them. Um, and as I am with my clients, I'm just straight to the point. Um, no bullshit. I've done these a fair bit with a few women coaches and, um, now actually opening up these as paid mentoring sessions. So if you're interested or want more info, please get in touch with me. Otherwise, that is the end of the episode, everyone. Stay fit, fierce, and focused.